Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back, friends, to The Lucky Die. Previously, Lafian meets back up with Kythea, Ra introduces Aima to his Tabaxi friend, Squash breaks into a friend's house, Zoltana talks about the real Zoltana. Worried that his friend is in more trouble than she can handle, Squash breaks into her house and steals all of her things. On the other side of town, Kythea and Lafian reunite and discuss what is in store for Marnak's removal. Will Kythea's potions help Lafian? Who is this Sauron the book is waiting for? And what must they give to get Caden back? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. As a side note, many of you know that Squash is a recovering drug addict. We get into the topic fairly heavily in this episode, so if this part of the show is not for you, at about 51 minutes-ish, Sultana will pull out a deck of cards. If you need to bypass this part of our story, then let the card pulling be a good indicator that you should stop this episode. We want you all to be safe, so stay safe. We love you. you goes a bizarre sepia colour. You look around and Zoltana is moving in an almost imperceptible slow speed. And the guy standing between you, Emil, well, I'm going to call him what he is. He looks like a lich. His hair is long and scraggly. His skin is so taut you can see every bone, every muscle. His eyes are bright and they're staring straight forward. He gives off an aura of death. Much like the person standing in front of you, a guy you recognise. It's Raul Spectre. Raul waves at Spectre. <laughs> uh, he waves back. He looks at the ashes on the ground, and then he looks back up at both of you. This isn't the body I was expecting. We're here for Caden. He must back. So I saw. And he smiles. Congratulations. Help Belgrin. <laughs> and he like gives him that like smile, like laugh. Uh, 
and he kind of gives that half a sigh <laughs> and like tilts his head to one side and he says, I told you last time that I owe my allegiances to Mikkel. Mikkel gave me the note. Oh. I'm sorry. Hmm. That's okay. Um. He he looks at you and, yeah, he kind of inclines his head and he says, You both know the rules. I need to take something. Um, well, if my memories, if my memories still work, um, there are still those, but, uh, I don't know, with Ama and the Thorin and everything, I don't know if that's the safest option. You don't know how much it'll take either? He is correct. But, uh, A lot of who you are is tied up in those memories of Demarius. Well, I had, I had already started thinking a bit because... Um, Ama, you know, I thought I would have to give my memories and then I would need something else. Um, mm-hmm. I could give my hearing and I could still hear through Tio for conversations. And then you could, uh, you could always, you know, talk in my head if you need. But. And then get an earful myself from Ama. You see. Spectre's eye sockets go, if possible, wide. Um, and he looks over at Lafian. Is there anything? And he kind of gives that, like, tilt his head a little bit towards um, towards Ral and then back to you. Anything you could offer? I, I'm not sure. My, my fey ancestry. Ral is shaking his head. What does that mean? It's the bit of magic in my bloodline. Your bloodline. Well, just the magic part. The part that makes it where I can't be controlled as easily or be put to sleep. Because your your family has such a good history about not being controlled by people. The last thing we need is for you to be more vulnerable. And you can't give up your bloodline things, not after you just got back all of your things. As you are both saying this, as things, as you two are talking, you notice that the scenery around you goes completely black. There's no tones, there's no people, there's nothing. There's just the two of you and the spectre. And then you see a pale blue version of the orchards of the dead around you. Standing behind you is a presence that you both recognise the feel of. As you look and you see Spectre look and they bow low and disappear, standing before you both is Mirkel. We're all waves. More hesitantly than he waves at Spectre. <laughs> but he waves. Ah. <laughs> um, OK, 
Okay, sure. Um, Mikkel kind of inclines their head and, and smiles a little. We meet again. Honestly, I did not expect to meet you again, Lavian. And they smile. What do you mean by that? I had an inkling that Raljak would be the one trying to revive Caden. Surprising turn of events that you're here too. A pleasant one, though. Don't let him do something stupid. Indeed. I'm trying to be smart. Hmm. But losing your memories or your hearing. Not quite so smart. What does it matter? The memories are a hard workaround. Hearing can be worked around. Indeed. But I actually have a slightly different offer for Ozark. And he would do well to consider your advice. I am glad he is not alone to consider this. I mentioned to you before that I have been keeping my eye on you. And that can either be a good or bad thing. Was it because I was a part of your mirror? Actually, it was just your sickness, and then later on the mirror. Rolf nods and rolls his eyes a little. <laughs> and well, having you return Mamak to his former glory, I wish to make you an offer, Raljak. It won't cure you. You won't be better. But it does mean that you can bring someone that you care back into this world. Another one. What do you mean? I have had my eye on you for some time. Your acquaintance with death, your ability to jump through the stalking whenever you wish. Interesting. Ralph chuckles a little. <laughs> he, he finds it funny, so, somewhat funny. He, he's respecting <laughs> the rules, but he does like find it funny yeah. that he's just. That everyone's mad at him for it. <laughs> I will return Gaten to you as he is supposed to be, and the age he is meant to be. But on your death, be that now, in a few months, when the blissful eclipse comes. Well, in that situation, we'll all be gone. So it matters not. But on your death, you become one of my specters. And I will help you. I will help you, Lavian, the best I can when it comes to Mamak's removal. So Ralshak become one of mine, or return as you are. What are the terms for this service that he would do? I recall the other specters making mention that there is a timeline before they can pass on. What would be his? Normally, 500 years. Some choose to stay longer. They become comfortable with what they are. Others, I will allow to move on to where they would move on to. And they smile again. And his would be the same duration. 500 years. 
There needs to be visitation rights, I think. <laughs> when Ama passes on again, I feel like Rawl is only... It's only fair that he is at least allowed to visit her until his terms of service are up. Take a persuasion roll. Sure. Against the god of death. <laughs> Can I have my focus? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is a 19. Please. Please. Done. Well, the decision is yours. I have done what I can as your lawyer in this regard. Would there be... Would there be pain for 500 years? Like this? Not like you currently experience, no. There will be pain in the transition. I will not hide that from you. Your death will not be a comfortable one. Regardless whether you get cured, live another 50 years, and you pass peacefully in your bed, your transition into a specter will not be painless. And you will have to talk to a lot of people. Much as a specter has done for you, talk with grieving. There is a very emotional burden. But no, there will not be pain like you currently suffer. Hmm. I imagine you can play cards with your spectre <laughs> during the downtime. They play go fish. <laughs> One of the very few spectres that doesn't cheat at go fish. <laughs> I'm sorry. How does one? Che- how does one cheat death? <laughs> Pardon the joke. They do not cheat me, child. And you see them smile. <laughs> I'm not cheating, I'm bartering. Negotiating. They put out a bony hand to Ral. Okay. Um, you have all helped me. And uh, so I might be able to help people too. That might be nicer. Yes, but of course if you have... How do they phrase it in the lower ranks? You might get special cases, maybe promoted, and I am sorry for that. But I will make sure you have some of the lighter duties. One problem at a time, as it always is. Indeed. And Raw reaches out a hand. <laughs> okay. Um, The moment that your hand touches theirs, you feel a small, sharp, burning pain in the back of your neck. Just like Roy on the nape. And it hurts so much more than any pain you have ever felt. And then, as quick as that, it disappears. And the three of you, yourself, Lafian and Caden, are standing in the middle of the room. So, what happened? We made a bargain with death. Raul goes and hugs Caden. We? Did you both give up something? What's going on? So, okay, so, uh, well, um, th- th- thank, thank you both. I, well, th- for four of you, I, I have to, 
I don't know if Cade is standing. Go, go see Taylor. Do they like come back standing? <laughs> Should yes. I help him up? <laughs> no, no, no. He's standing. Caden okay. um, just like gives all four of you, Emil included, like the biggest, quickest hug, but so tight. But it's very, very brief. As then he bolts out of the room. Um, Emil inclines his head a little bit and more, with a bit more dignity, walks out of the room. <laughs> so it's just the three of you. Raul nods at Emil, kind of like a thanks. So we ended up meeting with Miracle again. Oh. Right. Um, they made an offer. I made a counter offer. Uh, and somehow they accepted. Essentially, Raul, upon his passing, whenever that should be, will take on the job of a spectre. Uh, with visitation rights to Ama, so that he is not separated from her due to work. Uh, and, well, we got Caden. Well, I mean, that seems like it worked out the best for everybody. Ral's got a cool afterlife job. He didn't have to give up, like, I don't know, his hearing or something. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Caden's back to life. And All now around I get to good add family another- fun. I get to add another title to my name. Laffy and Dathra, dear. <laughs> Witmaker of dragons and botterer of death. Oh my god. But- butterer of death? Botterer. It's my accent. I apologize. Death butter. Oh, I thought you meant because you like... Death butter. That you like buttered him, buttered him up. And that's no. why he uh, he agreed to the terms. No, I just I just straight up acted like the like a lawyer. Oh my god. <laughs> if that doesn't condemn me to hell, I don't know what does. Sorry, Bellum. Bellum. <clears throat> no one is condemned to Bellum here. You choose to go freely. Um I want to go okay. to okay. <laughs> you you're dear, that was the greatest mishearing ever. I loved it. Um Yeah. Um Squash. What the fuck are you doing? Well, I'm reading. It, uh, it, it's not complicated. Swast is going through the stuff that he looted for Demi's place. You're such a little thief. Um, what? How oh, dare you be a rogue? Uh, How you bes- dare? You besmirch my character. Besm- I now don't please need pass besmirch. me the dragon sand and the god's tree so we can get this party started. No, stop. Stop it. <laughs> you promised you never um, steal from us. You never promised to Demi. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> No problem. Nope, nope. Uh, next time I'm going to make it a non-deck save. <laughs> You're going to be screwed. Uh, okay. Um, Charisma save. Nobody's so, good at So you have heard the stuff that you have rapidly shoved into your bag. Mm-hmm. Your loot from, you know, stealing from your friend. That's a, that's a good, good cause. Um, you look through the stuff. You find that you have um, a couple of books, one on the planes of existence written in a very old, like, uh, common dialect. Like, it's very, it's definitely a very old book. Um, You have lots of doodles of fire, fire runes. Um, You have all that kind of good stuff. You also have, like, her bedroll, which you just, like, grabbed a hairbrush, uh, like, some of her robes, that kind of thing. Uh, You grabbed everything that wasn't nailed down, true RPG style. Um, You also have a small brown bag and a couple Mm. of notes. 
Um, yeah, the bag that 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 costed cost me the entire fucking house. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, that one's supposed to have like magical. Uh, uh... It has some magical aura to it. Yeah, like you hold it and you just kind of get that. Oh wait, the bag itself is magical. Yeah, it has a has a little magic to it. <laughs> is it the vials in the bag? Uh. Should you go s- to open the bag? Well, yeah, you, to you look said, inside. You said there were like magical inks or something in the in the bag. Well, Demi intimated through her notes that there were things in the bag, including a book. Um, as you open the bag, it's nothing but darkness inside. You would recognize this as a bag of holding. Oh, a woe, a woo! <laughs> don't you don't you do this to me? <laughs> Do what? I'm trying to give you a bag of holding, man. No. You're a thief. <laughs> Turn it upside down. Fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> she just stored like beads in there. My extra fireballs. <laughs> Where did I leave those? <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Squash is going to reach into the bag and think, like, reach for notes, I guess. Uh, your hands close around more sheaves of paper than you can actually like hold comfortably. Okay, Squash is not going to pull them out. He's not going <laughs> to shuffle them all around and fuck everything up. Um, uh, m- magic ink. And Squash goes for the bag. Okay, yeah. Um, as you reach in, you pull, put your hand around a small glass um, inkwell. As you pull it out, you can see that it is filled with a lot of different coloured ash. So like some really dark ash, white ash. Um, You also see like some sort of reddish ash in there as well. And they seem to be swirling around inside a very kind of of pale yellow fluid. It's just one vial with this weirdness in it. Yeah, it's it's like a full inkwell. Maybe like maybe one or two doodlings of ink out of it. But yeah, like this is a... This is a this is a pot of ink. Oh, um, also maybe explain for those less uh, versed in the D and D world. Uh, what Squash has is a bag of holding, and since he doesn't know actually what is in the bag of holding, he doesn't he can't exactly pull it out without guessing. <laughs> yeah, so Squash is going to have to keep putting his hand in and randomly guessing stuff, well, or turn it yeah. upside down and yell empty. Yeah, and knowing Demi, there's going to be like three fireballs in there. So no. <laughs> You need to have to a, at least this. like a hundred foot. There's bunker. another whole mm-hmm. shed for you to catch on fire in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 um, his old house already burnt down. <laughs> I, I could have joined you guys in being arsons. <laughs> for some reason, I have it in my head that I could just picture Demi somehow finding a way to store an entire Mordenkainen's mansion. In the bag of holding, so you turn it upside down, and then she like, just a whole has a door mansion. stored in there, and she pulls the door out, and you open the door, and Mordecai's mansion is in there. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. I, 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 I decided to explain the ma- uh, the, the bag of holding to, for, to help people. You guys are just making it more complicated. Yeah, the chaotic yeah. side yeah. of Demi though made sure that there was plenty of containers, uh, uh, open containers <laughs> of uh, what are the, uh, glitter. Tupperware, so lots of Tupperware containers do with do glitter. That, it's just glitter everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you got glitter bomb. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Everything in here is covered in fiery glitter. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you have you have an ink well filled with magical ink. It's very mm. obvious. Like it's kind of that kind of glowy magic. You've seen magic ink before. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what this is. Squash is putting that back in the bag uh, because breakable. Keep that in the bag of holding. <laughs> uh, 
I think Squash is just gonna uh, like move everything that he he managed to get out of the house before it burnt down into the bag of holding. Okay. And as he's going through the through his bag and putting things over, uh, there's a moment where he gets the the empty like he he grabs two pieces of paper and one of them is the empty piece of paper that belongs to Damas and the other one is the one he transcribed. Yeah, yeah. And. I think he puts the empty piece of paper back in the bag of holding and he grabs the one that he's transcribed and he like looks over it, he reads it again, looks at, like keeps reading it again and again, trying to memorize it and then he's going to go burn it because there's a lot of information in there that he does not want other people to get. A super smart move, yes. Thank you. I've been thinking about that one actually. That <laughs> the fact that Devin went through so much effort to try to hide that information, and then Squash is like walking around with it in plain text. <laughs> yep, <laughs> in common for any Tom, Dick, or Harry to read. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Squash is burning that, and uh, yeah, I, I think Squash is just spending a lot of time like sorting through it, and uh, he's got to go over back over the note that uh, Demi left on the table for who? Who did he leave that? Donna. For Donna, her friend. Yeah. And, uh, like, try to get the papers out that she was leaving for Donna. Something about magic. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll keep it with the book. Um, yeah, you can just, like, put your hand in and just, like, Demi book? Or, like, Donna's book? Um, your hand instantly closes around, like, a thick, um, heavy volume and you pull it out. And it's this kind of pale... Yeah, a pale, like, yellow um, leather-bound book. Um, And as you open the first page, there is a huge wall of text, um, clearly written in Demi's scrawling handwriting. There are lots of, like, crossings out and highlighting, and there's lots of, like, random notes all over the place. This clearly hasn't been proofread yet. (laughs) She's just doing everything herself and, you know, would be hoping that Dana would help her out. Um... Slimy. Um, okay, so you pull up this book and it's covered in like all these things. Um, you open up the first page. Um, written on the front is something in Orkish. You basically can't translate it, okay. um, at least not yet. Um, the first page uh, basically says, so you want to be a wizard, but want the ability not to have to memorize your spells every morning? You're a sorcerer, but you want the safe way to learn spells. Fed up of being a warlock with the limitations arbitrarily given you by your power source. Want to sing better songs? Okay, we can't have the last one, but I'm sure you'll learn something. We too, Dana and Demi, are going to attempt to teach you multiple theories of magic with the hope that you will be the new generation of magic users, where wizards can cast a spell twice and a warlock can know how to sass their foes, just like a bard. That's the hope. Let's start with something basic. What is magic? This book includes many chapter headings, runes and how to use them, focuses for spells, what can be and why we need them, cantrips, low-level spells, high-level spells, music and magic, destruction, alteration, illusions, and other schools which I will never get into because I don't know the difference personally. The theory of what magic is, learning by observing, gross magic control, fine magic control, forbidden magic, which, if you flip to very quickly, is empty, and still fire, which if you flick through very quickly is empty. Oh, wow. <laughs> Debbie! She clearly hasn't finished the book. <laughs> well, she should have finished that cap- chapter. It's really important to me. <laughs> At first glance, this is what this book is. This book okay. is teaching you magic. Squaz is like going through it and just like, okay, I guess... Uh, <clears throat> 
That's ridiculously cute. <laughs> she wanted to teach everybody magic. That's, that's adorable. Um, Squash is going to just put the book away uh, for a second since it doesn't have uh, anything about soul fire. And he's going to keep looking through books, tr- looking for anything to do with, again, avatars, soul fire, and the Sentinel play. Um. Yes, you basically pull out some information on avatars. Um, They start off by explaining how to spot them for the everyday layperson. Um, The first being that quite often an avatar is needs to use some sort of onyx to tether themselves to the material plane, which is something you may or may not have known already. Um, Avatars traditionally can only move about within their own sphere of existence. So our gods can only stay within our Bikram. There are exceptions, and the book doesn't go into too massive a detail, but it does say that gods, if they want to walk on the earth, on the, on the Bikram itself, they have to use an avatar, or basically they'll start fracturing existence as we know it, because they're just too powerful to be in what we are. They can't move out of our existence. They can move around happily on the sentinel plane, but anywhere else it's got to be an avatar, and if they want to leave our existence, that's not a possible thing for them. Is there anything about what Demi calls a mortal avatar? If you put your hand into the bag and just like, I guess maybe mortal avatar, you pull something out, there is a stack of notes. Part of those notes are some of those fire drawings, fire runes that she had drawn before. There is nothing... No, that's not true. There are some things written in Orkish, which is, again, Demi's almost mother language. Um, a lot of this is written in Orkish, but there's not a lot written, full stop. A lot of them are pictures of runes and drawings. They basically begin to break down like materials, components. It breaks down like semantics. Um, all that good stuff is here but in a format you cannot currently understand because it's all in magic. It's all in arcane. Fuck. Okay, okay. Basically, you need a much finer understanding of magic to understand this. Okay. Yeah, I guess Squash is probably going to hit a wall pretty fucking soon about this whole thing. Uh, Yeah, okay, Squash is going to, like, I think it's just going to start, like, uh, comparing the notes in the uh, uh, baby's first uh, magic tricks uh, that Demi wrote. <laughs> yep. W- w- what's the the American book? Uh, magic for Dummies. Yes. Uh, he he's gonna like start like comparing that and like trying to figure some of it out. And I'm assuming he pretty quickly gets like irate, like frust- frustrated is the word I was looking for. Yeah, um, it's not a very easy or simple translation from A to B. Like, oh, I know two words in magic, therefore I can read this. Like, the book takes its time and Demi's meandering method of talking about things, which is clearly crossed out in places she knows she's talking shite in some places. Um, it's here, but to truly understand the more complex arcane runes, the stuff about like mortal avatars and such like, you would have to train for a while to understand this stuff this is not this is not a her her baby's first guide to magic is not going to really help you all that much until you master the book and some advanced stuff beyond that okay okay i'm assuming like i don't know like what was it an hour 
Uh, I'm assuming that this whole ordeal, reading through the random notes, comparing things, takes about an hour. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Um, you hear footsteps running out. I don't know where you are, um, but it's very obvious to hear footsteps of um, a guy running along the corridor into the barracks area. And I think the other three are yeah, yeah, still hanging out in there. Or are you going to eventually follow Gaiden? <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually we'll make our way out of the room because we don't have any reason to stay in the other room, <laughs> especially when everyone's left. Good. This one's the bad meeting room. Um, go to the nice one. <laughs> um, as uh, as you hear these footsteps running out, Squash, um, as you kind of look up, it's very obvious to see that the other three have kind of like turned up a little behind Caden. And Caden is sitting next to Taylor's bed, who is fast asleep. Um, he's just sitting next to her and just kind of looking down happily at her and just like trying to very delicately remove the big ass sword that she isn't currently holding on to because uh, you know she shouldn't have a sword Uncle Ron, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> what it's not mine um, does it look yeah, like mine so you, it's not mine <laughs> you, you see him sitting next to her he looks tired as you would expect someone like from having been revived from the dead to actually be um, he, he looks a little tired and you can see that Emil is like sitting at the end of uh that's sort of like nearby to him and they're talking very quietly. Um, you see Rosita tap Caden on the shoulder and like give him a big hug, but they don't say too much because they don't want to wake the children. Uh, Squash joins the gang quietly. Like when he realizes like what's going on, he's just like shoves everything into the bag and joins the gang. Well, we were successful, so. Yeah, it looks like it. And we didn't need to... Okay, well. Basically, Roll had to take on community service for a long time in exchange. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Ralph does community service. Yep. All right. Uh, what does that mean? Do I want to know? Um, that depends if you want Ralph to be your spectre, assuming that he uh, kicks the bucket before you do. No, we have the same spectre. We have the same... Oh. Yes, I told you this. Roll, you need to be mine. I don't... Assuming that mine's not around right now, can you please be mine? How? <laughs> I'll have to die for that to happen. Okay, well, assuming that I don't kick the bucket anytime soon, generally speaking, I, elves do have a longer lifespan. Mm -hmm. If that happens, please try to take my... Try to take my dossier, if you could, please. What does... Uh, how long is elves? Uh, about a thousand years, oh, give or take. Okay, that's more than five hundred. Wow, <laughs> wasn't even that hard of math. Hmm. I mean, so so <laughs> so you three chuckle fucks, which I guided to a house in a a city in desert three or four days ago. No, wait, it's been a couple of weeks. I was stuck in Cicero. Yep. I got stuck in Cicero. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I come back, you guys are a god, a prince, and a specter. What are you people doing with your time? Can you calm down for one second so the rest of the fucking universe can catch up with you? <laughs> no, that grind is eternal, man. We always on that grind, bro. Oh. What have you been doing? Get on a level. You gotta you become were, like Master Thief or some shit. Or like, like King of the Drugs. 
you were like semi-slaves to a prison runner when I met you guys. What is happening? I think we still are. Well, I don't okay, think we well, are anymore. Lindren can fight me on that hill. <laughs> you guys have clearly broken. I know you guys have. Uh, you clo- you broke the. You broke the thing. I, okay, okay, okay. The okay. world is breaking right now. I think what we've broken is, by comparison, very minute. <laughs> Oh, man. How am I going to explain Ama to Lindren? I don't think we ever have to see Lindren again. I think we can just, every time, we can just ignore (laughs) false imprisonment completely and never go there. Oh, there you idiots are. We're expecting you back at the gallows. (laughs) Fuck you, Lindren, mind thrust. Um, okay. It's pretty late in the evening. Um. Your the final part of Monarch is not arriving until tomorrow. Yep. Mm. Is there uh, anything you want to do? It's uh, pretty rapidly approaching midnight. Well, my girlfriend's here, so <laughs> fair point. All right, we fade to black on. We, we spend um, time together. Yes. Uh, Need to yeah, fill her in on fine. all the things and uh, chat. Don't. Don't. <laughs> All right. I, I do Lafayette think at some point quality time. I, I do think at some point he actually would ask Kaithia more about Kino, like just because <laughs> well, he, he doesn't know. In between hydration breaks, oh Roll interrupts, God. but right when you start banging, no. <laughs> Roll. Okay. Roll Stop. We timing. are not doing this. <laughs> um, yes. I will um, light you on fire. Uh, Laf- Lafian and. Kythia basically spend the evening together talking and doing whatever they want to be doing and spending quality time together. Um, Ral, what do you want to be doing? <laughs> uh, Ral is going to go to balance um, with Ama. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll do this. Yep. Sure. Before. Um, I don't know if you have energy or whatever, but. Uh, hmm. If you did, I thought maybe you could show Emma for herself. Um, show show me what? What do you want to know? We can show you whatever. Oh, I, I don't need. Have you told Emma what you did in in what in the I death do? world? Did I? You know, become a spectre, that that choice, that big life oh, death choice. I feel like that's yet. an important conversation, so I'm just gonna We'll probably have that later. <laughs> no no, go ahead. Probably, this was probably before you guys got too comfortable in there, you know. No, Raw was uh, like, uh, oh, I'll come see Aima, if y'all wanna share Aima memory. Would, Aima would tell you that she doesn't need to be shown anything, but she is very interested in the concept. Um okay. she's very like this this could have saved a lot of time if people can just show their memories rather than writing or telling it. This this is incredible. How far back can you go? Uh, assumably very, 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 very. I mean, I was oh. able to see Monarch's memories from 5,000 years ago, so. I was able to see things about that day um, just by being at our house. I just couldn't see who did it. Right. Or well, he would not have a head right yes, now. Yes, well. I am very, very close to thinking about taking his head, but we might need him for something else. Fuck that guy. I I don't need to see anything, but I do want to know what happened when you brought Caden back. I 
I don't know how any of that works. Uh, right. Um, hey, um, Kaithia, we, uh, could you, uh, I'm kind of hungry. I, I had a you... thing. We should go, right? Let's go get some food. I'm kind of, I'm kind of peckish. Maybe, uh, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. How do you make one of those? <laughs> All right. Okay. This way. Uh, they, they exit stage left. Ral, what, what happened? What did you do? Um, so... What do you know about dying? <laughs> I'm pretty well acquainted with it, Ral. Okay, yeah. Um, you remember uh, Spectre? Uh, yes, I, I met a Spectre. Very nice lady. Wait. Um, well, uh, one day... I will be a specter for a while. Um, she sits down. She takes a deep breath. And I will be able to visit. Okay. So you will ferry people from life to Cicero or Bell? Uh, right. I think that's pretty much it. And occasionally dealing with people like me who, uh, you know. Do I get to see you? Yeah, I'll be able to visit. I think it might be better anyways. You went to Bellum. How? How long and when do you have to do this? Uh, whenever I pass away here. And then it'll be 500 years or so. Five, 500 years? <laughs> okay. Time works differently there, I think. But in any sense, but, dead is dead. It doesn't matter. I'll be able to visit. But I... I... I get to keep you until then? Yes, I'm still here. Then, until then. Then they're not gonna come for you early or anything like that no no they've been helping me so okay I was very scared that you had done something really dumb uh, like what well I love you very much but you are very big with the giving up things for people I just I know Kaden means a lot to you, but I didn't want you to lose anything, so. Uh, next time, um, I don't know if you... No, next time, there will be no more next time, Ralph. No. No, for a very long time, but uh, Cicero seems nice. I think Cicero is going to be a lot better than Bellum, <laughs> and she kind of like gives you a smile. Well, you've been to Bellum. I was just going to say, I don't think I would go there anyways. Bellum truly sucks. Yeah. But I understand why people want to go there. How is I don't want to go there anymore. I just don't think I have much more fighting I can do, you know. I'm just tired. Well, I think once you've lived a long and happy life, which I will give you, 500 years of being a specter, and then we just get to rest in in, in Cicero. 
Whatever well, you want. Um, did you see Hagen? I saw him. I did not get to talk to him. Uh, she smiles and nods. Yes. Which is good. It's good that he got to fight. Yeah. <sighs> okay. How about you tell me about this little tailless girl? They were all full of like laughter and joy about her, and I want to know a little bit more about her before <laughs> you know I, I get to meet her properly. I mean, uh, I think yeah. we should leave them there being adorable about Taylor's, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll let them have some quality time together. Sultana, what do you want to do? Uh, well, my loved one is in another plane of existence. <laughs> <laughs> So, no cute shenanigans for me. I mean, listen, if there's one thing I've learned playing Dragon Age, it's that you should probably go for a Pella. Why don't you just pray? (laughs) She seemed pretty cool. Uh, Listen, I'm not opposed to a poly relationship with uh, my goddess wife and the empress of the (laughs) dawn. I feel like that's the opening line to a joke. Two goddesses and an empress walk into a bar. <laughs> They're in a poly relationship and you don't want to mess with them because one of them will probably smite you. Or both. <laughs> or all three. I mean, it sounds to me like you've been smitten. But I'm... Oh, no, there's definitely <sighs> a little... There's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely some attraction. Zoltana definitely is a little bit attracted to Apella. It might, mm-hmm. it may or may not be because Case, that's exactly Casey's type. But, you know, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've had her in my head for a very long time. <laughs> Look, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you are very welcome. <laughs> you get um, me. You, yeah. you get me. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I had to had to say a thing. Um, uh, well, okay. You so. are praying to a debt? Yeah, I guess I'll 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 pray to Odette and like I think that probably every night Zoltana prays to Odette to like kind of like but her prayers are more like spoken aloud letters of like uh yeah. she'll like communing to Odette to like let her know what's going on. Like she's you know, she gets into like prayer position and like uh yeah. you know that, that works super well. Um Okay. Uh I'm not going to make you roll religion to your wife. Uh, you could definitely make contact. Uh, you you feel her presence for sure. Um, like it's just something warm and comforting about like doing this. Um, okay, this is what you're doing up until midnight. Um, Squash, what are you up to, my dude? Uh, Squash is gonna um, like uh, once like he sees like the 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 Caden reunion. He hears a little bit of talk and then. Uh, uh, um, um, Ral and Balance go off to do. Uh, Ral and Lafian go off to do something. Sultana goes off to do something herself. So Squash just goes back to the books. Uh huh. And I want to say that he like um, he goes for the books for a while, and he's just getting frustrated and annoyed. Uh huh. And he spends a little while like just kind of moping and being annoyed. If only you knew somebody that and was good with books. <laughs> if only he wasn't out there getting oh well okay I'm making the grilled <laughs> cheese right now is that what the kids are calling oh that's what the kids are calling it <laughs> you guys are disgusting you better be high five me right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> alright 
Oh, you put um, bacon in it. Oh, wonderful. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just pork it all up. Stop it. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Mm, stop it. Aethor, Aethor, high five me. Aethor, high five me through the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so Squash is just getting um, frustrated and he spends a little time moping around. And I think as the night wears on, something dawns on Squash and uh, he needs to seek out uh, somebody to help him. And I think he ends up wandering over to Sultana's room, wherever she is. That's probably fair. You don't really don't want to go to uh, either of the rooms of the people in an, in a couple where both halves are here. Doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> no. Um, where would Sultana be? Is she going to be in the barracks or in the temple? Oh, definitely in the temple. I feel okay. like Sultana's probably set up like a little camp for herself in the temple rather than in the barracks. I think that she probably feels more comfortable yeah, um, at the moment, like, the temple is, uh, um, like, dedicated to a god symbol that neither of you really recognize all that much. Um, but, you know, you're here and you're praying. It, it's still, it doesn't really matter who you're praying to here. It's just that kind of a place. Um, okay, uh, yeah, Squash, you find Zoltana. Um, you find Squash just kind of, like, approaching you. I don't know how deep in prayer you are or how focused you are in that moment, but Squash is, like, not sneaking around or anything like that. He's just walking around like a normal person. I think we could probably safely say at this point I've given my wife her daily update on on, on everything and uh, been like, also, I uh, totally called the Empress by her first name. Good job, me. Dominate. <laughs> Domination. <laughs> L- let's give, give, me a, give me a godly fist bump, babe. Thanks. I can you totally feel, feel like you feel like a you feel like a depression on the side of your face, much like you're being kissed. Ah, I, I love my wife. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Squash just kind of awkwardly wanders up to you, and uh, just like, hey, hey, Squash. Uh, hey, what, what? what's what are you doing uh, I, I think I want to make the point that it's like stupid late like yeah <laughs> like, it's not quite midnight though it's not quite okay uh well I this is gonna sound may sound kind of silly but um I when I when Odette was alive and we were together I used to we used to tell each other about our days every day and even when we were together every day we'd talk about our days every night so I uh, I pray to her now, and it's, really what I do is I uh, tell her everything that happened to me today, and I wish I could hear how God training was going, but, you know, it's kind of a hard two-way conversation, but I know she's there. Yeah. That sounds real sweet. That's nice. Yeah, you must miss her a lot. So much. It, But once I save the world like and i've got all the followers i need i can go up and visit her probably i hope like i, I gotta assume that once i'm i've accomplished the the goals that they set for me to become a full-fledged goddess i'll be like allowed to tally tarry back and forth between worlds i i don't i don't know how it works yet who's gonna stop you the god of social distancing <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you need at least two planes between. <laughs> Sorry. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Uh. I bet you wish you could see her right now, don't you? I really do. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a good awkward pause after that, where Squash is just kind of like looking around the room, trying to think of something, and then eventually he just kind of goes like. I I I can't be alone tonight. You wanna come stay in the temple with me and hang out? Yeah, yeah. I need I need to be around somebody. Sultana reaches into her pack and pulls out a deck of cards. We could play cards or something. Yeah, uh, that sounds nice. Or, or we could uh, talk. Do you want to talk about what's bothering you? I think Squash takes the deck of cards out of your hands and just starts playing without saying anything. And I'd like to say that you guys play two or three rounds of whatever uh, before he finally like pipes up. And uh, he's just like you can see like the entire time his eyes are like darting around and he's like touching his hands and face a lot. And mm. eventually he just goes like. Why? I'm not happy. I'm not happy. We've done so much. You guys cured me. We put Dajin away. We stopped Glengareth. Why am I not happy? That's a really big question. I think that... Are you unhappy or are you just not happy? Because there's a difference. Do you actively feel despair and and unhappiness right now? Or do you just not feel particularly happiness? Uh, Squash, like, clearly breaks eye contact when you ask, like... Like, do you feel despair? And he's just staring at the cards in his hands and just kind of like, no, I just have an, I have an overwhelming want for Dragon Sand right now. Oh, Zoltana puts her cards down, um, face down and uh, looks at you. So it's less that you're not happy and more that you're, Feeling withdrawal, which leads to unhappiness. Is that correct? I don't know. I've I've had withdrawals before. I've had to go without doing missions or when I'm helping the launch. This, but I, I've never had a reason to be as happy as I should be right now. I thought I was happy after we put Dayton in that freaking bubble, but. That wore off really quick. Well, happiness doesn't last forever. And you have to grasp onto the moments of it that you can. Because there's going to be times like this where it's just kind of in between times. Maybe that's what it is. Because, I mean, I've never been a one for drugs or... 
anything like that. But when I was in the double ones, I knew people who were into drugs and I know that they used them to chase happiness because they wanted, because I mean, they make you happy. They make you feel something, right? Yeah. So probably that's what's happening right now. You, you're feeling not necessarily the opposite of happiness, but just that maybe you thought that without the drugs, you'd be able to be happy all the time, right? I never even thought I'd ever be off the drugs. I thought I'd die long before I would be unable to procure sand. I am so proud of you, Squash, that you were staying clean. I don't think... I th- Well, I don't think that you hear that enough, but you are so strong for keeping yourself clean. And I know, I can only imagine how hard it is. I got to imagine there must be days where you just, like you're saying, desperately, desperately want it. And fighting against that is braver than, hell, it's braver than a lot of things I've done. Thank you. Um, Squash like reaches into like a little pocket in one, like one of the pockets in his cloak, and he brings out like a little like cloth bag thingy, and he puts it in front of you, uh, like in the circle where we've been playing cards. The I I feel so dumb because. This, the second last thing that Demi gave me before she left and Squash opens the bag and in it there are three glass vials and another small bag and he points at the bag it's a bag of dragon sand and I've been carrying it around as a, as a, as a token of strength that I would never do it that I never wanted and now all I can think about is that bag do you want me to take it? Please. Zoltana takes the bag and she pockets it. Demi, I'm sure she had her reasons for giving you a bag of dragon sand, but I'm sure they weren't for you to take it. And I'm sure you must really miss her, right? Yeah. If I told you that you could see Odette... Tonight, would you believe me? Well, I mean, I trust you, Squash. So I guess so. I can see Demi tonight. Um, Squash, like, fingers one of the vials that were in the back. Have you ever heard of God's Dream? I think that we've... I've heard it mentioned before in the, like it's, yeah um god's dream is a bit like nyquil um it's just like your your bog standard like help you go to sleep but it also can be used to um help with lucid dreaming i guess 
Um, so you can more direct the things that you see when you sleep or when you dream. But it is it is also possible that you can actually share dreams using God Dream. Um, it's not massively a big deal. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, that sort of thing. Yeah. And yes, you definitely would have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I know God's Dream. Um, have you heard about the idea of sharing dreams and God's dream? Uh, is that part of the lucid dreaming stuff that I've heard about? Yeah, uh, the the shared dreaming is a bit more hit and miss than lucid dreaming, I guess. Okay. Uh, but yes, it's definitely doable. Uh, yeah. Do, do you want to... Meet Odette tonight. She she smiles uh, sweetly, and she's like, "Yeah, I mean, I I'd love to see her. Are you? Do you want to? Do you want to see Demi? Yeah." Well, I need her help with these books. <laughs> She's not actually going to be able to help, but I'd just like to hear it. What books? Uh, Squash looks super sheepishly when you say that. Like, <laughs> oh right. Oh, I've I went to her her shed her her storage unit. I don't know what to call it, and I got some of her books and actually found one book about magic and about avatars and I just want to study it more oh you should you should bring it to Kythea if she she and Demi did so much work together I'm sure maybe she could help I mean not yeah. right now but <laughs> maybe in the morning I'm <laughs> <laughs> too busy making grilled cheese um, Squaw's eyes go back to the, the vials on the table I understand if you don't want to but do you, I need this tonight. I won't be able to sleep otherwise. Just wanted to ask if you want to share it. This is like so sweet. Yeah, Zoltana, Zoltana nods and she's like, she like kind of reaches out and squeezes your hand. Okay. Um, have you done this before? No, I don't think so. Am I going to get addicted? And she... <laughs> no. No. Uh, crash the it's not that kind of a drug. No. I know. She's, um, she's trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a smile on Squash's face from that. Like, no, no. Um, so what we need is a tether. And Squash rolls up his sleeve and you see the red thread that he rolled around his hand in Odette's honor. Aww. And he like unrolls it a little bit and just puts the end of the thread in your hand. We need some kind of tether, something that binds us together, something that unites us so we don't go our own ways. So if you just hold on to that and we just need to get comfortable somewhere we can sit or lay down and breathe the the gut stream. Okay. It's just a little vapor. You just open it beneath your nose and it's it's... Oh, you'll drift off. All right. All right. The pair of you go in for the shared lucid dreaming. 
Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening this far. Before we go any further, we just want to start by thanking Bemi for his voiceover work. Uh, thank you, Bemi, as always. And if you stick around until the end of this conversation, me and Casey are about to have, uh, you'll hear our ad for the Magnus Archives with where Neil and V talk about it a little bit. My name is Aethoth, and with me right now, we have Sultana or Casey. Hi, guys. We wanted just to take a quick second here at the end of the episode and thank you all for listening, first and foremost. Uh, but also, thank you for joining us on this journey. This episode was a heavy one, a really heavy one. And I want to thank Casey so much for trusting me with this subject. Yeah, of course. You know, it's... Honestly, this is a subject that's really close to my heart. Um, not a lot... I, I don't know how many people who listen to this know this, but I'm actually an alcoholic. I've been sober for five years um, so getting to kind of like talk someone through the beginning process of that, um, as a character meant a lot to me. So thank you for entrusting me with that. No, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So when I created Squash, I was unaware of that. And I just, the way you and Ham have guided me through the process so far has been incredibly eye-opening and really like touching to just be allowed to do this with you guys. And yeah, we want to take this moment to just like reach out to everybody out there. Everybody who's struggling, everybody who's having a hard time with anything. It's it's difficult. It's really difficult out there right now. And we want to encourage everybody to get the help they need and reach out to friends and family and organizations that are made to help you. The the first step, if you feel like you might be str- struggling with uh, substance abuse problems is definitely reach out. Um, there are a lot of really good non-judgmental uh, places you can reach out to. If you are in the U in in the U.S., um, there is the National Helpline uh, (SMHSA). Uh, if that's the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, their number is one eight hundred six six two help, which is four three five seven. They're open. Uh, operational 24-7, 365 days a year, and they can give you very non-judgmental help. They, uh, they're bilingual, so they're in, they do English and Spanish. Oh, that's smart. Um, yeah. And they're not just for people who are facing uh, substance abuse problems. If you are somebody whose friend or family member, uh, you believe that they might have a substance abuse problem, uh, you can give them a call as well, and they can kind of talk you through that, give you some information, what next steps might be, uh, because there's a lot of nuance to how to confront somebody if you think that they might have a problem. Um, if you're in Canada, um, there are a ton of services. Uh, I couldn't find a provin- like a province-wide service, but... Uh, a really good place to go to get information on who to call is uh, if you go to Canada.ca and you they have like a whole uh, substance abuse resource list up there. Um, it's a really long URL, uh, but if you, I'm sure if you just go to Canada.ca and you type in problematic substance abuse resources, they have a whole list. I'm looking at it right now uh, that has different addiction helplines uh, by province. Um, if you're in the UK, uh, there also are a lot of different things that you can uh, talk to, uh, you know, that you can give a call or uh, go to the website. 
um, I found a list on lifeworkscommunity.com slash addiction dash treatment slash guide dash two dash UK dash free dash addiction dot dash helplines. There's there's a ton of different places that will help like Adaction, AdFam, stuff like that. Um, personally, I can recommend and this is no matter what country you're in, Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous are in thousands of countries. We have um, them here in Iceland. Can, yeah, they're they're great. Um, they're doing online meetings now uh, too because of unfortunately it's you know can't really meet in, in person right now. Um, I have been. I'll I'll be completely open. I've been going to AA meetings online lately. Um, they're very helpful. They really helped me get my process of getting sober started. Um, you can find their uh, a local service to you on aa.org for Alcoholics Anonymous um, and on na.org for Narcotics Anonymous. There's also Al-Anon, which again, if you're somebody who is the child of an alcoholic, that can also be very much a struggle. Um, my dad is also an alcoholic, but he's been sober for 40 years. So luckily I didn't have to grow up with that. Um, but I know a lot of people who did and Al-Anon has been super helpful to them. So look into them. I know this is a lot of information. Um, I want to open up and say, if you are one of our fans and you're struggling and you need help getting information and getting a resource, please feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to help. Yeah. Reach out to any of us. I'm sure that everybody in the cast would be nothing but help. Uh, we'd be more than happy to help you find resources and the people that can help you. Yeah, Absolutely. So I'm I'm from Iceland. We don't have massive networks like this, but we have Alcohol Anonymous. You can find resources in every country if you look for it. And it's important to look for help when it gets like it's important and there's nothing wrong with it. We all need help from time to time. And I'm just very thankful that I have very supportive people in my life that help me through my problems, my uh mental problems, I guess it would be called. Uh, and I'm glad there are people out there to help other people. And I want to just encourage everybody to take care of themselves. Uh, yeah, please, especially right now. Um, it's a really important time to make sure that you're keeping track of yourself and, you know, like doing the self-care that is needed. Every It's a really hard time, I think, for everybody right now. And especially if you have a dangerous substance abuse problem, um, you know, the isolation can be even worse and, and make it harder. So make sure that you're reaching out to your friends and your family and that you're checking in with them. Um, and especially if, if you have a friend or family member who you know is uh, a recovering uh, drug abuser or uh, alcohol abuser, um, definitely check in with the, with that person. Um, I can speak from experience. My friends have been checking in with me and it has really, you know, made my life a lot easier. It made me feel a lot more cared for. Uh, so we just want to say thank you guys as always for listening. And I hope that everyone is doing well and that you guys have a great week. Yeah, I think it's a great way to go out. Everybody out there, have a great week. Hey everyone, it's V here and Neil is here also. Hi, it's Hi me. Neil. Hi. <laughs>
Yay. Um, we're here to do an advert, um, an advertisement read for the Magnus Archives. They are a very cool anthology horror show, which starts off with like kind of episodic things, like one at a time, and then it just builds into this huge plot. They're on like series five now, I think, right? Uh, yes, it is their final season. So it's a good time to get into the show. Uh, it's a supernatural horror universe type show where uh, you follow a narrator telling a story over some really cool uh, ambience, eerie production, very good quality show. Yeah, so they're following this archivist uh, called Jonathan Sims, and he's taken over from somebody else who left under, I think, mysterious circumstances. And he basically begins to archive everything that they find, he and his team. And the first episode is just, they've won many, many awards for this, including a lot of Audioverse rewards. And it, it tells, they're very good at this. They have their tagline, which I really like, which is make your statement, face your fear, which definitely comes into the fore in season five as they kind of begin to wrap everything up and the bigger plot is revealed. So if you want to go listen to a really cool horror fiction, which has narration and storytelling, Search for the Magnus Archives wherever you listen to your podcasts or visit therustyquill.com, which is kind of their parents, or themagnusarchives.com to get more information and wherever it is you download podcasts. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.